The Pat Kenny Show on News Talk with Matter Private Network. During current restrictions, don't ignore your health concerns. Our expert team is ready to help. Porik Horkin, horticulturist, keen gardener and also member of the Horkin Garden Centre family. Porik is joining us now to answer your gardening questions. Good morning, Porik. A very good morning to you, Pat. Blue skies where I am uh, looking out. Great day for gardening. How is it with you? It's blue skies. It's the sun is out. It's absolutely beautiful gardening weather. We're in that ridge of high pressure, Pat, right through this the next couple of days and into the weekend. So it's perfect gardening weather. And the sort of things to be doing in your garden at the moment in mid-January is the pruning back of plants. Because pruning, it's like cutting hair, Pat. Once you trim the hair, it starts to regrow and plants are exactly the same. Once you cut back the rose bushes or some of the summer flowering plants like Bodleia or Hypericum, that stimulates new growth and rejuvenates the plant and you always get better flowering. So that's the sort of typical jobs I'd be doing at the moment, the pruning back of plants, the tidying up of the garden, maybe the dividing of some plants. If you've got some of your favourite herbaceous plants like hostas or rudbeckia, you can simply split those up at this time of year because they're asleep, they're dormant, and you can replant them back into other areas of the garden. And it's also the time for forcing rhubarb. So if you want rhubarb sticks really early, Pat, in late February, early March, my advice is to cover your existing rhubarb with an old pot, an old terracotta pot or a bin, exclude the light and hey presto, the plant comes, rhubarb will start to kick into growth and you'll have fresh rhubarb at least a month earlier than the traditional garden plant. So lots to do in the garden. Lots to do. Now, uh, we obviously want to keep feeding the birds uh, who may find uh, food hard to come by. But tell me this about nesting boxes. Um, Do you clean them out or do you let the birds do that themselves? No, it's better to clean them out. Again, mid-January is a perfect time to do that before the birds start actively building nests. So go around and clean out any existing nesting box that you have. And again, with the cold nights, Pat, with the high pressure, we're going to have frost at night. So the ground will be semi-frozen in the morning. So it is important to feed the garden birds and feed them with a variety of different seeds. So a Niger seed, maybe a wild bird makes some peanuts, some fat balls, and you get a better diversity of birds coming into your garden over the next couple of weeks. And they're great fun and great entertainment. Now, the question's coming in thick and fast. What's the best time to sow tomato seeds? This is a perfect time, mid-January. Remember, our homes are lovely and warm. So if you've got a bright windowsill, maybe with a radiator just beneath it, that's the perfect location to sow tomato seeds. You simply purchase the seeds in your local garden centre. Some of my favourite varieties would be, there's a lovely one called Sweet Aparatif that I grew last year. It's really nice. If you want a yellow tomato, there's one called Sun Gold. And we've even got tomatoes for hanging baskets, Pat. There's one called Tumbler. All can be sown from seed at this time of year. Simply the sow the seed in fresh compost. Have the compost moist, but not too wet. In a small coffee cup would be ideal. Cover with cling film and sit it on that bright windowsill. The the seeds will germinate within about 14 days. And as soon as you see them piercing through the compost, take off the cling film and let them grow on. Now, tomatoes shouldn't be put out of doors until all frost has passed. So you're looking at mid-April, probably the end of April, Mm. early May, before we actually plant them out into the garden or put them out into the greenhouse. But now is a perfect time to start sowing. Amy wants to know uh, when's the best time to plant lupin seeds and do I need to soak the seeds before planting? 
it's no harm to so so uh, to soak them overnight in a little bit of tepid water and that applies to sweet peas as well lupin seed is fairly large in size what you will find, Pat, is that if you sow them at this time of year, you'll certainly get really strong plants. And again, I would sow them indoors. You might get one or two flowers this year, but they will produce an abundance of flower the following year. So lupins are generally better sown in the middle of the summer, normally July, August period, to flower the following season. So certainly sow them now. They're very easy to grow and lupins are long lived. You'll have them for many years, but I would start them off indoors again, similar to the tomatoes on that bright windowsill with a little radiator beneath it. We purchased an olive tree for the house in October and since then it's been doing really poorly. Nearly all its leaves are gone and what is left? Extremely dry. First we had it in our bathroom, then our kitchen, both times in front of a south-facing window. We water it every week or two. The temperature of the house, 21 degrees. We don't know what to do. Would it be too severe to move it outside and plant it in a large pot? What would Porrick recommend? I would have left it... In, like Olive trees are Mediterranean plants. They're outdoor trees as it were. So they should have been left out of doors, ideally in a south-facing aspect, in a sheltered spot for the winter period. Keeping them indoors with 21 degrees and watering them every week or every fortnight is just too excessive. So the plant has responded to the conditions, the indoor conditions. My advice is to move it outside now. You shouldn't really have to water it until we get into the middle of March early April. So put it back outside. It will kick back into growth as we come into um, warmer conditions out of doors. But it is an outdoor plant and should be kept out of doors. OK, can you ask Porek? I've just brought some home guard seed potatoes. Can I plant them now? And secondly, I have a neighbour's cat piddling on my hay bales. How can I stop it? Oh, well, with the, in terms of the cats, you can get uh, treatments like stay off. They're little crystals that you put um, around the area that you want to keep the cat away and the smell of which keeps them, keeps them, deters them, certainly. In terms of home guard, home guard is an early seed variety. It's a beautiful variety. Rather than planting them out of doors just yet, we're, we're only in the middle of January. Really, potatoes shouldn't be put into the soil until the end of February, early March. But you can certainly chit them or sprout them indoors. So again, take them out of their container, put them into a into a tray, a seed tray, and put them in a bright location that's frost-free. So maybe a garage or a greenhouse location, and that will initiate the little buds, the little eyes, and um, start the growth process. And they can be planted then in the soil as things warm up at the end of February, early March. Here's an intriguing one. What can I plant now in preparation for the summer? My daughter is petrified of wasps. Are there any plants that wasps don't like and therefore will keep away? <laughs> well, not really. Remember that wasps are carnivores and the, the wasp is actually the gardener's friend, Pat, because wasps feed not on pollen and nectar like our, our like the honeybee. Our wasps actually feed on caterpillars, green fly, black fly, white fly. So they're carnivores. They love the protein in pests, garden pests, and they do the gardener actually a great favour. So they're not normally attracted to flowers as such. Um, they're, 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 they often go to hedging plants and flowers literally just to eat up all the green fly and, and caterpillar. So there's no particular plant that's going to deter the wasp. They're, if anything, they're a gardener's friend and it tends to be the autumn when they become more of a nuisance.
Now, a couple of questions about moss from Elizabeth. How can I deal with moss in flower beds? And Brian in Wexford, the grass on my lawn is very thin, smothered with moss. I've tried zero to get rid of it. It keeps returning. How can I kill the moss and guarantee it won't grow back? Will applying lime help? And how can I thicken the sward without having to reseed the entire lawn? If I spread grass seed and roll the lawn, will the seed germinate? Also, what's a good weed spray that will kill clover and most other broadleaf weeds? A lot of questions there. Clover is certainly a sign that the lawn is hungry. And um, when we see a lot of clover in lawns, it's it's um, it's an indication that the nutrition level is quite low. Now, moss is going to be a feature this year, Pat. We had such a mild autumn and winter. Every lawn has moss this year. Zero is very effective, but you've got to use it every six weeks. And remember that moss spreads from October right through until late March, early April. So that's the key time to be treating the lawn with the likes of zero every six weeks. Keep on top of the moss and you stop it becoming a problem. It's too early to feed the lawn and it's too early to reseed. So I would just apply the zero at this time of year, keep on top of the moss. And as we come into March, that's the time to put on a good broad spectrum lawn fertilizer. You get it in any local garden centre. Some will have weed killers added if you want. Um, So you can get a three in one or a two in one that will green up the lawn and kill the broadleaf weeds as well. But where you see clover, it's definitely a sign that the nutrition levels are low and that should be addressed as we come into the first week of March. And March is also a great time to start reseeding bare patches in the lawn as well. Pori Corkin, thank you very much for joining us. 